Hello, hello. We are back with our first episode of 2016. Um, I actually had to write 2016 for the first time today and I had to stop and think about it. I was, mm-hmm. I had my hand ready to write that five down and <laughs> I had to stop and think about it. Like, nope, that's not it. But, um, I'm Christina and I'm Alexandra and this is Girl, have you read? I let you say it by yourself because you're always late. I don't know why though. I think it's just the way the connection. That's what I think. That's what I think it is too. I think you probably actually start when I start, but there's a little bit of (laughs) there's a little bit of delay. But um, it really like it really feels like we have not done this in a long time. Um, but this time it was not it was not because we were being lazy. Um. The week, um, what happened? The week before Christmas, the, 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 the episode that we were supposed to do before Christmas, I was actually sick. Um, I sounded like I had been gargling chainsaws. So (laughs) (laughs) probably wasn't a good idea to record then. And then, um, the week after that, I think you were, um, you were, you were traveling. Yeah. Um, and so we just kind of couldn't, you know, we haven't Let been able to, right. yeah. yeah, we haven't been able to get it right over these last weeks, but we are back. Um, we're actually going to be talking about two books today, at least two books today. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one that we were supposed to, um, the one that we were supposed to read for the December 22nd, I think it was the 22nd, for the December 22nd episode, and then the one that was supposed to be for the December 29th uh, episode, mm-hmm. and then we'll, we'll choose another one, too. Yes. Okay, so um, for the December 22nd episode, we had read uh, Keith Thomas Walker's novella, The Realest Christmas Ever, which was a follow-up to the the full-length the the realest ever, which mm-hmm. is about uh Kira and Donovan, who were um and just fair warning that we do when we talk about books on here we will be talking spoilers. spoilers. So definitely <laughs> wanna make sure that, you know, if you if spoilers bother you, you know kind of check out the book first. (laughs) Right. Check out the book first and then listen to the episode. But um Kira and Donovan were 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 childhood friends and they got separated um due to some we'll call them life circumstances. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, that's the safe way to put it. Yeah. To not give too bad spoilers, but um they 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 make it happen, you know. They make their they're able to make their love happen, and then in the realest Christmas ever, a couple of years have passed, and we get to meet back up with them and see how they're doing. And um, it was short. Um, it was mm-hmm. maybe it was less than a hundred pages. I can't remember exactly how many pages it was. Yeah. And I was reading, you know, reading via I was reading the ebook, and so there's not. There's location numbers, you know, instead of page numbers, but it it was short. It was sweet. Um, if you were, you know, if you were a big fan of the realest ever, that the realest Christmas ever is definitely a nice, you know, a nice revisit for these characters. Um, mm-hmm. you see the kids again, you see Donovan's mother again, and we, we get to see Donovan's mother be a little less, her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a little less, uh, um, right. 
when they grow up, mom, and now that they're grown ups, mom. More bring my grandbabies to me. Yeah. <laughs> more that yeah. more that type of mom, which was nice to see. Um I will say not- I'm glad yeah, I've I'm glad I went back and read The Realest Ever before I read The Realest Christmas Ever. Mm-hmm. I think just because it gave you that, you know, good solid background to make you, oh, like, oh, what's happening with them now? Instead of just finding these characters at this particular place, I think I right. was a little gave, lost. Yeah, it gave some really good context. Um, and I was gonna, I was gonna say there's not really a ton that we can say about the realest Christmas ever that that isn't huge spoilers. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm trying not to give away the biggest, you know, the big <laughs> of the spoilers, but. Um, but I can say that it was, you know, it was it was well written, you know, as always. Keith Thomas Walker always gives, you know, good, solid, you know, solid writing. And that's no different here. Um, and again, you know, it's, it was it was nice catching up with those characters. But, um, <laughs> because like because the things that happen and you've read it, Alex, so you know yeah. what I'm talking about is like the things that happen is like. Trying not to give too much away, but what I can't, what, what we can talk about is romance that keeps it all the way real. Uh, <laughs> Definitely, yes, romance yes. that keeps both it books. all the way real. Both right, both books. Um, the realest ever is 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 a fitting, <laughs> is a very fitting title. The um, realest, the realest. The realest, ever. right? The, the very realest. Um, you know, we have. You know, we're, and I can say this because this this relates more to um the first book to the realest ever. We have, you know, things that um things that I think that a lot of people, you know, may struggle with in their families, even if you know, even if it's not closely connected to your immediate family. There, there, there are these certain things, you know, drug use, you know, family abandonment, uh, incarceration, things like that, that you, it may not directly affect you, but you know someone who is affected by it. You know somebody who knows somebody who's affected by it. And these books kind of bring those, bring those issues like smack to the forefront. Um, yes. And they bring it and they bring them to the forefront in a romance, like in a, in a book that is, is absolutely a romance. And I and I wouldn't call it urban. I still like I still wouldn't um, I still wouldn't yeah. classify it as urban. Like it, I think that it's kind of right on the line, but, you know, closer, closer on the on the quote unquote contemporary side. And while it while it was refreshing at the same time. I, I kind of think that it's the type of thing that you have to be me- kind of mentally prepared for, especially if, you know, if you're, if you may be dealing with like difficult issues, you know, that may, yeah, that may relate to any of that. Right. That mm-hmm. it may be, it may be a little much for you, you know. And not, not that I think that the book needed a trigger warning or anything like that. It's certainly. Oh, no. No. Certainly not on that level. There, there are books that need trigger warnings, but this is not one of them. Yes. But I will no. say that I, I think that, um, I think that it was handled very, very well. 
And mm-hmm. so if you're looking for something like that, then I could I could definitely say that I could recommend these books. If you're looking for something with that with absolutely more than a touch of realism, like with a, a, a five finger touch of realism. Like, yeah, it's with real. It's, it's real. very real. Yeah, and I think real. that um I think that this could definitely um fill that craving for you. And the other book that we ended up reading, um, which we didn't we didn't uh, get to announce or anything. We actually let me backtrack. We did. Oh, in the book that we were talking of that we were just talking about, just to bring it around, Keith Thomas Walker's The Realest Christmas Ever, which is a follow up novella to The Realest Ever. Now, Alex and I also read Jamie Wesley's Slam Dunked by Love, which was on the new release list for the week after that. But that's not how we ended up reading it. Alex just read it like on her own, like because she, you know, she because she was a fan, she read that on her own. And then I was complaining. <laughs> I was complaining. Oh, my God, I don't have anything to read. <laughs> what am I going to read? And so since I was complaining, Alex was like, well, I just read, you know, Jamie Wesley's book, Slam Dunk My Love. I think it was cute. You should read it. It was. Is that a spoiler that I just went ahead and just told? This is what Alex thought about the book. No, no, (laughs) but um, (laughs) yeah, we we still gotta talk themes. But it is. I did enjoy it, so I'm proud of that. You can share that. Yeah, and I and I and I, you know, ultimately I agreed. Um, and so I ended up reading that too, and it just happens to work because because it it was also on that new release list. Um. Mm Okay, Slam Dunk by Love is part of uh, Jamie Wesley's one-on-one series, and um, which book is it in the series? Because I know it relates um, to, I, like I want to say it's book two, two the other yeah. one, uh, Tell Me Something Good. Yep, it's book two. Mm-hmm. Okay, because the other one is Tell Me Something Good, which uh, follows two radio hosts, and Caitlin is actually friends with the radio hosts that were mm-hmm. in the other book. But um in Slam Dunk by Love, we have Revenge is Supposed to be Sweet. Caitlin Moreau is ready to confront her past. Years ago, her father ditched her mother for the NBA, leaving her pregnant and alone. Now he's a big he's a big shot coach and Caitlin is ready to take the so-called family man down. But on her way to the team gala, her car dies and it's her father's sexy new star player who comes to her rescue. Brady Hudson wants nothing more than to put his past behind him and concentrate on winning the championship for his new team. But when he finds himself the recipient of unwanted attention, attention that could destroy his career, he introduces the beautiful woman he saved on the side of the road as his girlfriend. Brady needs to focus on his job. And Caitlin isn't about to date an athlete whose career is riding on her father, though he is a convenient way to get the dirt she needs. But sometimes love has other ideas, and it's not long before their pretend relationship becomes a liability that neither can resist. So we have a fake fiancé. A fake, not fiancé, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. They were, they did pretend to be engaged, didn't they? No, they weren't engaged. They were just dating. Yeah, they were just dating. It was a, a, a boyfriend, girlfriend. Um... And <laughs> I complained about this before, before I was, you know, even close to done reading, I was complaining about, about the fake fiance, fake boyfriend thing, because that is a trope that bothers the shit out of me. 
I will say, I will say, you know, so that so that I'm very clear, I will say that the way that Jamie handles this trope, the way that this is done, the way that it's done in this book, it actually makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I, I understand, you know, he's this, he's this big shot. He's this big star. He needs someone. And again, this is going to be a spoiler. He has this crazy, the crazy owner's daughter chick. I can't remember what her name was, but she's Elise. crazy. Elise. Elise. Okay. We have Elise who, you know, who is, you know, being inappropriate with him. We have, you know, the, the media, you know, kind of hounding him about this and that. I can understand wanting a buffer from that, you know, and, and asking someone, you know, I need something from you. You need something from me. Let's make this work. Mm-hmm. I can get with that. What I don't like, what Oh my God, what grinds my gears is when people have these fake fiance, fake boyfriend. So, oh, I need somebody so that my grandmother won't be trying to fix me up with anybody. And I need someone, you know, so that my family will leave me alone. Your ass is grown. Tell them to leave you the fuck alone. Like, <laughs> I, I, cannot, I knew this was coming, but I still, I my, like, I'm sorry, but I cannot wrap my head around that. Like, I, I, I just can't. Like, I, I can't. Like, I'm even, I'm, you know what? I'm even okay with, let's make my ex-boyfriend jealous. Yeah. I'm even cool with that. You know, yeah. Make him jealous. Touch but up butt. Family-wise. Yeah. Right in front of his face. I'm with that. <laughs> but this, this, let me get my family off my back stuff. Like, we're not, like, you're not grown. Like, you can't do what you, you they won't leave you alone. Go back to your house. <laughs> <laughs> Go home. Yeah, I always, I just think it's so unnecessary. Like, what are y'all right. doing? Like, it why? Like, 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 what, what's the point of this? Right, you gonna make up this elaborate lie with usually somebody that's half stranger, the mailman. He cute. Hey, come here. Right. What are you doing? What are you doing for the next two weeks? Come, come to my family to private <laughs> island with me. Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> And don't get me wrong, like that. Yeah, I, look, I, I, I get it. You know, reading is an escape. You know, and you do have to do some, you know, some suspension, some suspension of disbelief. But that's just one that I just, I just can't, I can't get around my personal feelings on. Um, and I have, and I have to call myself a hypocrite. I have to call myself a hypocrite because if you remember, and I want to say the last episode, I was just complaining because, um, a reviewer, a reviewer had said something about, um, all these books about these rich people. Everybody's rich and everybody, you know, has, you know, everybody has these great lives and blah, 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 blah. And I was just complaining just because you don't like that trope. Don't put that off on me. <laughs> I was <laughs> complaining about that. And then here I go complaining about a trope and making everybody suffer for it. But no, like I like in general, this is not a trope that I can get with. I feel like I need to write it now. So that you can get over your feeling of it and I can't complain about it anymore because if I complain about it, I'll be talking about myself. So <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that'll work. But no, like I, I, I want to stress that Jay, that like that this situation was one of, was one of the exceptions where, you know, this, this makes sense to me. You know, it was, it was delivered well. It was handled well. 
obviously, you know, they end up falling in love with each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which- and I think, yeah, I think the fact that she left it at fake boyfriend and girlfriend, like if she would have showed up and or Brady would have showed up and been like, oh, I got this ring for you so we could say we're engaged. Then we would have been like, what? Like, no, right. y'all don't have to go that far. But since right. it was left at fake boyfriend and girlfriend and then they were in a position to kind of get to know each other, I think it was very tastefully done. Right. And it was, it was, it's, Exactly that. Very tastefully done and very well, um, very well done. Like, um, I keep losing my thoughts. What is wrong with me this morning? <laughs> it's been two weeks. <laughs> I think that's what it is. It's been, it's, it's been two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. so let's start at the beginning. And this is even, this isn't too bad of a spoiler because it's mentioned in the synopsis. Caitlin is on her way to this, um, to this event, to this team event. She's going to this event because she's going to expose her father for, for something. And I will get to that later. But uh, (laughs) one thing that kind of threw me off a little bit was, you know, with, with Brady's personality, you know, and with the way that he was, trying to stay out of the media, you know, don't really, you know, don't really talk to anybody, keep your head down, stay out of trouble. And he kind of had a problem with trust. Mm -hmm. It kind of like once I found that out later, it kind of felt a little bit off to me that he would have stopped for Caitlin in the first place. But see, and I think (laughs) that kind of caught me off guard too. And I think it was just because like, it's dark. Like I get it. You're trying to be a nice citizen, but Usually people like him just, I don't expect you to do that. And I, maybe that right. was just a way to make him look nicer. I don't know. But, yeah, I would have never expected someone like him to stop and pull over to the side of the road to help someone with their car. Right. And it's like, I, I get it. You know, this is how we're, you know, this is how they, you know, they get introduced. This is how they meet each other. This is how they end up at the gala together. You know, but, like, that that just... um like that just threw me off a little bit. But I will say that before I knew that about Brady, like I, I think I think your, you know, your your feeling about it is a little different than mine, because before I knew that about Brady, about him kind of having like a little bit of trust issues. I was fine with that. It was, it was an adorable meet. It wasn't just a cute meet. That was an adorable meet. Like I like I really like that. Um and you know they're kind of they're kind of banter back and forth like that helped me like Brady right off top. Caitlyn, I was kind of I didn't dislike Caitlyn. There were certain things that she did that made me like, girl, go sit down somewhere. Like <laughs> they just they just gave me that feeling, mm-hmm. you know, like what are you doing, Caitlyn? <laughs> yeah. But I will say that her reaction to like him pulling over and coming to help her was exactly how I would be. Like right, you were like about to try to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't see him. It's right. gonna go away. Right. Right. Like I completely, I was completely, you know, I was completely team Caitlin on that one. <laughs> um, and then honestly, when he, when he approaches the ideal with her, when they're at the gala, when he kind of brings up the idea of okay I need you to pretend to be my girlfriend her reaction is so realistic like what the fuck are you talking about like what <laughs> right, like right. she kind of she plays it she plays it off you know like so he's not embarrassed or whatever but to you know, in in her reaction to him like she 
it's clear that this is not a normal thing because it's not a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Even though I do, I, even though I think that Jamie did this well, it's not a normal thing. You know, like hey, be my know, girlfriend. Hey, be my fiance. Yeah, yeah. Right. But um, but I appreciated that she had Caitlyn have a realistic reaction. You know, Caitlyn stopped and sat back and thought about it for like. It was at least a day. I feel like it was maybe a couple of days, but it was at least a day, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That she like because she like she went home. It, yeah. yeah, she like she went home, you know, and thought about it, figured out that it made sense for her, figured out that it could be beneficial for her, and then you know we come back to it, and that makes more sense to me too than when a lot of times. They, they, they stand here and work through this conversation in the course of 30 minutes and it's decided like, okay, yeah, I'll be your fake fiance. Mm-hmm. No. And, oh, well, wait, she did, she did act like it for the night because of Elise. Yeah. But then she yeah. like, that's it, like we're done. <laughs> like, right. No, I'm saying the, the long term, you know, she yeah. didn't agree to the long term immediately. Like I can get her, you know, plan it off. Like, all right, you help me out. I'll return, you know, I'll return the favor because mm-hmm. you kept me from being stranded in the dark, you know, on a street that I don't know anything about. Right. So I was, I was cool, you know, with the doing it, doing the favor for the night and then, okay, let's come back around to this. We'll do it. You know, we'll do it a little bit differently, mm-hmm. but, um, what was I about to say? If I lose my thoughts one more time. <laughs> oh, okay. The reason, you know, going back to the reason that Caitlin was even going to the gala, she was going because she's seeking revenge against her father. My problem with this is her, her, her first, the first thing that she, her first solution to the problem is to, oh, I'm going to bust him out. It's like, yes, we, we, we hear, and she hadn't even talked to the mother either. No, she was just going. <laughs> right. She finds this letter, you know, that the guy sent, you know, basically sent money, you know, for the mother to, you know, to possibly have an abortion. Like that was, mm-hmm. and that was what he thought, I guess that's what he thought was going to happen. My thing is, If you feel like y'all struggled, you know, which I didn't really, which I didn't really get the impression of either, like, cause toward yeah, the she end, was well taken care of, and her mother, right? It's like that y'all were well taken care of, you know. It's like, yeah, your mother, you know, obviously, yeah, you could have been better taken care of because your father is this big shot guy, and I understand feeling, I understand feeling betrayed by that, but the thing is, your father didn't even know you existed. Because your mother, the mother didn't make any effort to, you know, to respond to it. She didn't, you know, she didn't say, hey, hey, I got these kids because and maybe 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 it's just me. Maybe this is crazy of me, but I get pregnant. I have some babies, some twins. Somebody paying some child support. (laughs) At least you can. Right. You can go be over there, you know, sleeping with who you want to sleep with. Blah, 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 blah. You go do what you want to do. We ain't got to be together. You're going to help me take care of these babies. And I don't think that it's fair for, I didn't think it was fair for Caitlin to decide I'm, she's going to ruin this man's career potentially, you know, ruin his reputation, ruin his career over something that the mother wasn't even, she wasn't even bothered enough about it to, you know, to reach out to him, to let him know, hey, I did have these babies. Hey, I got this letter, but I right. did have these babies. And Caitlin is like, 
why didn't you just talk to him? Okay, you talk to him. If he want to be stupid, if he wants to act stupid, I don't know who you are. You're not my kid. What do you want from me? Are you just looking for money? He wants to act stupid. Okay, yeah, fine. You can bust him out. But <laughs> he, deserves, he deserves it. Bust him out. Before you even like have all the details, and you just go, you brought the right. show to the gala. <laughs> do what? Right. What exactly you, you want to do? Right. It's like you see this letter and you just run with it. And then she makes this deal with basically like a Perez Hilton, you know, type of character. Like if you don't run a story about me and Brady, then I'll give you, you know, I'm going to give you this scoop. She doesn't tell what she doesn't tell who it's about, you know, and so she's able to her. The father still ends up being protected. Mm -hmm. But it was just like this. That whole element, it's like you're putting all this energy into something when you could easily just talk to your mother or talk to him, (laughs) you know, and really figure out what's going on. Because once she talked to him, he wanted to be in her life. Right. But I guess I guess that's when you take it back. Like, oh, this is a story. Like, I get it. Like that, had, you know, you had to move the story along. But like, I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, why is she making this so complicated? Right. It's like, I'm just saying, like, that's my frustration with Caitlin. Like, it's like, I get it, you know, in terms of the book. It's not, that's not me. That's not a critique of the book. That's a critique of Caitlin. She's getting on my nerves. Like, but, but, but with that said, she made me feel something, you know, even if she was getting on my nerves, you know, it's, I was, I was into it. You know, I was, I was reading it. I was into it. I wanted to know what was going to happen. I wanted to know what was going to come about. Um, and I didn't like Caitlin's mama either. Yeah. (laughs) Like the way that she treated Brady, the way that she was nothing that Caitlin did was good enough. And like, I don't, mm, I didn't like her. Yeah. She came (laughs) around at the end though. In terms of some at the end, it it bothered me also that she made no effort for those children's father to be in their life. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that, that bothered me too. And you want to do this in the way that she was like, Caitlin was talking about this past relationship with, um, with an athlete that she had. And it's like, you want to be all over your daughter's back about this, you know, because you had a bad experience with an athlete or with a coach, someone, you know, dealing with basketball, whatever you want to be all over her back about this. You didn't even do what you were supposed to do, you know, in the relationship. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that mama, she, she got on my nerves. But (laughs) (laughs) One thing that I thought was so, so, so beyond cute was, um, after her and Brady, like, you know, they decide that they're going to try to make it a real relationship or whatever. And then Brady finds out that she was basically using him, you know, even even after they had decided to stop using each other, once they had decided that the relationship was going to be real or once they had realized that it had developed that, yeah. into a real relationship. Mm-hmm. Um She didn't come clean about the fact that she was trying to, like, kind of go against their coach. And um, he gets upset, you know, they, they break up or whatever. And when she goes, she goes to his house to, um, you know, for them to talk, for them to see, you know, for them to see what they can do. And he had tried to make her a cake and the cake was all messed up. Like it was, yeah, <laughs> the cake didn't yeah. turn out good, but he tried to make her that cake. And I thought that was the sweetest thing in the world. Um, 
And it was a cute quirk for Caitlin that, you know, when she was stressed out that she would bake or whatever. And, um, the scene when, um, oh, when he gets in trouble at the club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's <laughs> like painted as him, like fighting over a woman. Right. Which was just a whole mess and a half. That was another thing that, that made me mad about Caitlin. I'll get to back. I'll get back to that though. <laughs> But um, they're they're FaceTiming each other. Basically, they're doing like a video call with each other. And she starts baking. He's, you know, he's across the country or whatever. And she starts baking and he's looking at her. He's watching her. She has on like these little shorts and he's watching her. And I thought that that was that was a really, really cute scene. They, there were a lot of really, really cute scenes. And um, I know yeah. sometimes you, I want to be clear as well that sometimes people use cute as like a like a euphemism for like silly. I don't mean silly. I mean, they were honestly no, like it was, cute. Like yeah, they were silly. It, it made you feel were, good. Yeah. Right. They, the, like those. Those feelings like really like they gave me a really warm um those feelings those scenes gave me mm-hmm. like a really really warm feeling and I, overall um I think that at first I think that when I when I first ended this book I was annoyed just honestly I was annoyed um but it was because of the way things ended up happening with the father like the way that that storyline um, ended up coming together when I found out that the mother, you know, hadn't even tried and all of that. I was annoyed about all of that. And then <laughs> I was annoyed, you know, that Caitlin, like, girl, you, are you about to lose your man over some stuff? You know, about this stuff with your daddy that ain't even what you thought it was going to be. And this right. was right. Oh, like, I was, I was just annoyed when I ended the book, but you know, after everything sank in and I kind of skimmed through it again, like, and just kind of focused on Caitlin and Brady, I got that good feeling back. And mm-hmm. I was glad, I was glad that I kind of flipped through it again so that I could erase her mama out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I could erase that out of my head and go back to Caitlin and Brady. But, um, <clears throat> one thing, another thing that Caitlin did that annoyed me. <laughs> Since this is just the Caitlin annoys Christina, I was gonna show. say. <laughs> um, I didn't like. Um, well, no, actually, it wasn't even her. It was the friend. What's the friend's name? Um, the radio host. Uh, oh, oh Noel. Is that Noel? Noel. That's what her okay. name is. Um, like when it was like Noel, she kind of questioned if he was telling the truth or whatever after after the bar fight thing or after the club fight thing. It's like she kind of she was kind of questioning if he was telling the truth, kind of questioning if he was good enough for her friend or something like that. I can't I can't remember, like, the exact words that she used, but that really kind of that really rubbed me the wrong way. And don't get me wrong. Again, that's not a critique of the story. Like this is saying like it's it's the characters or whatever. And it's not like that's that's not like a reflection on the author saying like these are just. My feelings were yeah, the for the people, for the people that they are. Yeah. Right. For the people that they are. Um, like that really rubbed me the wrong way. Like I understood that she was trying to be a good friend to, to Caitlin, but at the same time, it's like, that was just, 
maybe because I knew I had the benefit of seeing it from Brady's eyes. I know that Brady didn't do anything wrong. I know that he was just trying to, you know, to be there for his teammates, kind of diffuse the situation for his teammates so his teammate wouldn't get in trouble. And it was just annoying. (laughs) And I didn't like that Brady, dude, dude don't even like you. Tell me. Why are you sticking up? Right. I know, and I felt kind of shady to feel like that. Like, I was like, it was a good deed for him to do, but then I was like, no, like, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have stepped in and tried to help. Like, he would have been on his own. Right. His ass would have been the one with the black eye. (laughs) It wouldn't have been me. Is you know, and I'm already, he's one of the main people, him and his little stuck-up fiance, Uh the main people making life hard for me in this locker room. Like, uh uh-uh. And this is why Christina does not work. Does not have co-workers because <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not that. And I'm I'm saying that, but you know, for someone, I wouldn't do it for someone who treated me like that guy treated Brady, right? You know, for someone right. who you know who had my back, who was you know on my team, on my side. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll put myself out there for you. I'll take up for you. I'll stick up for you. But that other guy, no, nah, I, I would have been giving interviews. I mean, <laughs> I told everybody to be cool. I looked up. He down there dancing on homeboys, girl. He deserved that punch. I'm saying, like, but no, that was Brady would have interviewed. <laughs> Ooh, and so okay. Brady, Brady would have been wrong for that, and so we're glad that Christina is not Brady. But, <laughs> but you know, over, overall, um, I was glad that I was I was glad that I read this. Like this was a good um, this this was absolutely a good choice. It wasn't a long read; like it was it was a pretty short read. It says it says on here there's 196 pages. It didn't feel that long to me, which I guess is a good thing. You know, when the book, yeah. you know, you don't want the oh, book to feel. Mm-hmm. Like it's dragging. Right. And so, um, it was a pretty long read. It was, it was definitely, um, a sweet read. Um, it, it was a sweet read, but the sex scenes, they, <laughs> it was good sex scenes. Yeah. It was the, the mm-hmm. sex scenes were, mm-hmm. the sex scenes were good sex scenes. Um, even when they weren't they together. Were, <laughs> right. I was that, that is exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> um, I, we won't spoil anymore. We won't spoil that part. <laughs> Leave it <laughs> if, at that. <laughs> read, but there, there were really, 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 really good sex scenes. And so I was, I was obviously, since CCJ is the one who needs sex in her romance, <laughs> I was glad for their inclusion and glad that not, not only that they were included, but that they were well done. But overall, you know, Slam Dunk by Love was a good, it was a good read. Um, I recommend it, you know, for, for a cute, quick read. Um, and it's only two ninety nine, so mm. it's not, you know, it's not breaking yeah, the that super commitment. Yeah. 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 Especially, you know, like if, if you've, if you've never read Jamie before, I think that this will be, um, I think this would be a good project to start with. Um, I've actually, I think we've both actually read, um, Tell Me Something Good as well, which actually features the, um, the radio host that made me mad because she was questioning Noelle. Brady. Yeah. <laughs> it's Noelle and um Noelle. And she'll she'll kind of make you mad in that one too. Huh? <laughs> I said she'll kind of make you. I mean, she kind of does make you mad in that one too. James is a strong writer. Uh, Slam Duck was a strong project, and I think that it was 
I think that it'd be a good, you know, it'd be a good project to pick up. I recommend it. I obviously you would because I you did. Would. Yeah, I recommended it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, th- and I, th- I think that's it about that. I'm trying to think of. Have you read anything else? Somehow I ended up reading a lot of family, like a lot of sibling books. Oh, oh, you know what? I did. I did go back and I was rereading a good dose of pleasure because you were talking about you started reading it. Yeah. And- I was just dying laughing because the heroine is from Omaha, which is where I was yeah. born and lived forever. And the way that she was talking about it, I was just like, dang, like I kind of feel that way now that I don't live there anymore. <laughs> so I get why, why she talked about it this way. Yeah. But, uh, and when you live there, it's kind of like trick. Excuse right. Me. Exactly. But now that I'm not there anymore, it was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, I did reread that. I was reading But that. yeah, I read, um, Ended up reading a bunch of family series and ended up starting a family series because I want to write about some brothers too. (laughs) (laughs) And ended up starting um, a family series. And um, I think that I'm settled. One of the brothers, the first brother that I'm writing about, the one that I'm in progress on now, Jason is actually, um, Jason is an army veteran and he, um, he works with automotives like he likes working with cars and he's going to he's and now that he's out of the army um after like an eight year he's in the army for like eight years before he leaves mm-hmm. and now that he's out he is um pursuing mechanical pursuing a mechanical engineering degree um and that so that's what he wants to do um, one of the brothers is going to be a doctor. I could not, I could not do a doctor, a doctor. After, <laughs> after reading, um, after reading about one and actually several, actually several, um, of several of the family series that I've read, not, not just like this past weekend, but just overall, you know, there's usually a doctor in the mix because, mm-hmm. you know, black community, we always love us a good doctor. doctor. In the family. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> gotta call him for everything. Right. And we also, um, I think that the other brother, I'm pretty settled on the other brother being an author. I'm not sure what he writes yet. Um, but I think that he's like a, like an Eric Jerome Dickey kind of, um, type of thing. But I'm pretty sure that he's going to be, um, an author. I mean, that's, that's, he, he is an author. Uh I should say it like that, but I haven't put the book out yet. And so I still have time. To change, to change yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure that we're going with that. And so I kind of got inspired to to write a family series. I read some other stuff too, but now my my mind is on the family series, <laughs> and my mind is on what I need to be um on the next scene that I'm going to be writing for them. But let's go to our new release roundup and decide what we're going to read coming up here next. Yes. Now, a lot of, oh, I'm not even on the right one. Uh, <laughs> a lot of, what am I doing? Okay. Um, a, a lot of the new, a lot of these new releases were authors that we've, um, were authors that we've read before. And we had said that we were going to read, um, that we were going to read someone who we had not read before. Uh, <laughs> but it was, oh, yeah. I read her, uh, Cynthia Williams, Ashley Nicole, uh, Deborah Fletcher Mello, Adrian Bird. I've read from all of them before. Um, Ooh, let's do this one. You said you read from Cynthia Williams that I haven't before, and she has a new release in New York, Kind of Love. 
And it's the first Kamani release. I think I feel like this. I feel like I remember seeing something about this being her Kamani debut. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm okay with that. We can go with that. So we are reading New York Kind of Love by Sanithia Williams. It says, bright lights, big passion. Winning an all-expenses-paid weekend in New York with Hollywood's sexiest hearts throughout makes Faith Logan the envy of women everywhere. This small-town nurse has too many responsibilities, including caring for her aging patients to, being, to be interested in fame or status. But as the sensual celebrity escorts her to exclusive Manhattan nightclubs and glitzy movie premieres, Faith is falling fast for the genuine, charismatic man behind the slick media image. More used to fanatics and groupies, Irvin Freeman is surprised and intrigued by Faith's down-to-earth personality. One impulsive kiss turns their private flirtation into public news. But paparazzi and crazed admirers are making her doubt are making her doubt their potential as a couple. Will the pressures of fame cause their love to fade before he can convince her that they found their own real-life happy ending? That sounds really good. Oh, that sounds yeah. really good. I'm excited. Yeah. And she's a nurse and when I write, well, no, that's spoiler let me stop (laughs) (laughs) all right i think that that is um i think that that is everything for today we are going to be reading for um for next week's show a new york kind of love by sanithia williams and so we will be back um next tuesday or wednesday to talk about that and thank you guys so much for listening and have a great week and great day and all of that good stuff later